0: What's going on with dance and stuff? What's happening with dance and things? What's going on? What's happening? What's going on with dance and stuff? I'm continuing to rearrange myself on the sofa to see how I can bo- best get... Oh, this is nice. That way I can look outside. Oh, wunderbar. This is wunderbar. Oh, it's so good. I'm having, um... A cold brew with some coconut
1: creamer. I'm gonna then drink a sip of this coffee that's now cold.
0: Mmm, we're both having cold coffee though. It's very cold here. Mine
1: is room temp. Um, Mine's cold. It is. This
0: coffee is cold.
1: Summer is fast approaching Los Angeles. Jane just dropped off, deposited a large fan in my house for fear I'll be hot. Though I have to say I'm absolutely freezing in the evenings, shivering cold.
0: LA does that also it's because LA is the houses aren't insulated right in the same way they are in places where actual snow happens so LA does do a thing of like really freezing you out at night do you have a
1: comforter I do do the the desert does you know do that it has huge fluctuations the desert does that this is now a science podcast this is about geology
0: I like that The Desert Does That is going to be the 28th song that'll be on our um, five CD uh, uh, music thing that we're going to (laughs) drop.
1: Music thing. (laughs) It's mostly just going to be covers of what's going on with dance and stuff.
0: I mean, there will be that, but I also think there's some real... I mean, think of how incredibly we did Wind Beneath My Wings and how we did... Um, oh. Andrew Lloyd Webber's, uh, suit. Whatever. PAA Oh, a. A. Happy Belated yeah, Earth
1: you. Day. By the way, Happy Belated Earth Day. Did you like my With Dance and Stuff uh, Photoshop project?
0: Oh, we look incredible. I wish you would have dyed my hair black. <laughs> <laughs> I, wish, I wish you would have done, like, what I used to dye my hair black. I'll
1: send you a version like that.
0: With charcoal, mm-hmm. with, tar. with when it when it really bothered really bothered you, would I would wake up and rub like reach into the charcoal by my bed, <laughs> rub it all over my head, put a little under my eyes, and then go out. Uh, and all and your then pillow go cases out the pillowcases looked day. like Trisha Brown
1: paintings—just <laughs> beautiful. Like this, this is a painting
0: made by kinetic movement in sleeps. Uh, it's it's true. Speaking of charcoal around the eyes. Um, And since this is dance and stuff, and I'm sure you'll have things to say about NYCB uh, and their Tuesday evening competition with us. How dare they? (laughs) But um, I uh, went and looked through all of, I, I know it's one of those things where it's like, how did you not have time? And literally it has been one of those things where I haven't felt I've had time actually to consume dance online, partly because, not partly, because I'm watching student work every day online Uh um but i went through last night uh what martha the martha graham channel and what they've been putting up for these martha matinees that they're doing on wednesdays and saturdays
1: i did not and
0: yeah i there's i mean i wish it wasn't Appalachian spring because i just that's the one we've seen over and over again and i wish it wasn't lamentation because it's did you Watch Jack Murphy's Instagram story about having watched Appalachian Spring. No. Oh, maybe he can send
1: it to you because he'll have it in his archives. It was so funny. He was like, You got, he's really like, you guys, it's not a good one. He was like, He's like, I love Martha Graham. She's my favorite, but this is not her thing. He's like, This is not what she's meant to do. This is not the piece.
0: You know? <laughs> I love that Jack Murphy is our child. He definitely takes (laughs) takes after you more in terms of looks. Um, Yes. But uh, But I think you and he have a similar sensibility. We do. And I, I, I fully concur. It's Appalachian Spring is this, I mean, this thing for Martha when she's aiming at these love dances, these romance dances with Eric, which are so filled with her incredible rage and I mean she's still very turbid it's so clear all of these feelings that she has around him the music I mean the Copeland score gets so dark and it's really it does seem more like a frontiers couple dealing with psychological torment that they don't want the other people to see on stage Um, Mm. there's, uh, there's other far better examples of uh, Martha and Eric dancing together. I, I would say American Document is one of those. Um, but anyhow, and I wish that. So what I'm wishing for, and hey, hey, Oliver, we have to have Oliver Tobin on, um, and people at Martha Graham. I would love to see. I would love for people to see some of the dances I've been able to see um, that I are rare and not published on YouTube. And I understand that would have to go through the board, but like. Haradiad, um, and, uh, which is incredible. There's, I'll, I'll post it. There's this, she takes, it's this Naguchi set and she takes this piece of fabric and turns around and turns it into a dress in one, just in one quick movement.
1: Mm-hmm,
0: fashion. It is, it's really, it is, I'm absolutely going to post it with <laughs> how I get dressed in the morning. <laughs> um, and it's an interesting, well, it's, and even the story behind that dance is is interesting because the um who is the sorry is this is this boring is this boring you
1: no i mean I'm sure it's not boring for the listeners
0: I mean it might be um
1: well you know some people are into it and some people are not, and I'm feeling happy to just listen to you talk about martha you love her
0: i I do love her um it's uh i I love her a lot and um
1: <laughs>
0: as, uh, I, love, I love her a lot i I love her a lot um <laughs> and uh so it was the score originally the score the score's hind myth, and am I saying that right yeah, and um they had originally talked about it being this prowling lion, and so he made the score for her, and then he saw it, and it was. Um, it's about a woman with an attendant and she's getting ready to go somewhere. And he was like, um, this isn't, no, this isn't what we talked about when we, we talked about this score. And she's like, well, this is the dance. Yes. <laughs> and, and I really, I, I love, I love that footnote on collaboration.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, Martha's like, I'm sorry, I didn't call or write or. But it's a piece, Pony Express. It's a piece that falls really great in between a piece like Deaths and Entrances and um, Night Journey, and it's lesser known. And I actually think it's, I think it's a really, I really love that work. And and it, the thing that I do love about the Martha Graham Channel is them showing or that they're seemingly going to be showing more of the archival footage that we haven't, that most people haven't been privy to see. I mean, when yeah. I was going to, as we will get to second half of Linda Murray today, when I would go to NYPL to look at Martha Graham footage, there, war, there was so much that was on lockdown. Right. And it's so exciting to see her do the work. It's when it's really clear that she made that work so she could dance and watching her do it is, is, the, is the channeling of it. Her and the early company, it's, it really does have a sense of channeling of this spirituality that I feel does separate it from Balanchine there's a sense of possession in Graham's work, the sense of these group dynamics of, uh, that does feel uh, very witchy and. um,
1: Well, I think she was, she was very, uh, she was more in touch with the archaic. She was very in touch with Mm -hmm. the ancient, you know, she wasn't, she wasn't exploring like sophisticated kind of, Organizations
0: of bodies and and musical thing. Well, I mean a little bit, but sh- a little bit. And I think that's when it becomes more problematic. Actually, is when it's is when is in the later years when it starts to steer more towards ideas of ballet or group dances. Um, I mean, for me, I feel the the Furies in Clytemnestra are not as incredible as uh, the in night journey there's something that it's and part of it is a way in which also you see her then starting to use a vocabulary she's created and then setting it a la ballet steps like in you know where you feel you're you're entering into um or it doesn't feel as explored and it is starting to feel a little more uh yeah uh ballet mm-hmm contemporary ballet as it I think started to get called
1: contemporary ballet well Merce was sort of the opposite I feel his early work was kind of had a bit more of a ballet Mm -hmm. lean to it because I think some of his dancers were coming from that Carolyn Brown was really coming from her training at Juilliard with Anthony Tudor who really loved her and and it was all very like soft and classical And as time went on. And he got more, more and more abstract because of like his computer grant games and everything. He's like
0: <laughs> computer games while well, he was playing Minecraft.
1: And then he was like, <laughs> bodies can do whatever this stick figure can do. And then it all became like right. totally absurd and impossible. I did think about Graham today while, while we were doing um, lower back curves and Dylan's Cunningham class day Cause I thought about how, Seeing Pei Ju do Cunningham mm. in that show really gave me a whole new understanding of lower back curves. I was like, uh, right. oh, like when I saw the like flesh from the front of her stomach, like touch her spine. I was like, oh, right. oh, she like moved moved all her organs out of the way,
0: you know, contraction. Yeah, it yeah. was
1: really Clear, clear. Also,
0: with that ability of contraction, you're going to have more stability. So, if you're a, if you are able to pull back that hard, it's gonna, it just, it's gonna give you stability. I mean, it's really sort of base of you know, these ideas of core work, etc. But
2: oh, there is know. there,
0: there really is a lot from of Merce that has that, of course, is comes from Mom Martha
1: Martha Graham
0: I did I did tune in today to watch some of the Cunningham class um it's beautiful I, was, uh, I wasn't
1: having a lot of fun today but Dylan gives a lot of good words of encouragement but I just you know it's just one of those days it's just one of those
0: days. But you're doing it every day. You're doing your cunning do. and every day. It is the
1: only constant that I have. I, I, I listened in on this lecture for grad school yesterday that Lauren Baxt was giving about her own practice. And at the end, she gave some writing prompts. And one of them was like, it was all talking about like social entanglement and what that means right now
0: uh-huh. in
1: terms of what our social entanglements are in this time. And then it was talking about she was talking about movement in in the time right now. I can't remember the wording. it was a very good question, but I basically wrote like, for me right now, movement is is from couch to toilet, from toilet to floor, from floor to bed, from bed to stove. And I was like, it's like creating this endless spirograph around my around this tiny space." And then I was like, the only constant in the day is when I stand on my feet for one hour and do Cunningham.
0: There's something interesting outside of that, of of talking about that idea of this internal space and moving around the house of then what also then happens when you go outside. I mean, I loved getting to FaceTime with you and Ryan Walker Page as you took a masked walk on venice beach and i think the masked
1: singers
0: um i think also while well, you take a, a Venice beach of uh, trash vaudeville as um that vintage store on uh 8th street used to be mm-hmm. also the walk on venice beach uh and then what also that what is that somatic journey for you like does it feel shocking? Does it feel scary? Is there a way that your body wakes up inside of that?
1: Yeah, because I was doing even more walking when I was in New York, but I'm going to start doing more walking now in LA and I have my new jump rope, so I'll start jump roping. But yet going out with Ryan, that was the first time I saw like another human being since I got to LA. and So that was like, whoa, look at that, peep Um, But anyways, right. my whole, you know, everything's starting to feel very normal in a weird way. and. I've taken out to finding very strange YouTube content soothing. Like last night I discovered that there's these Japanese people who do these chain paintings where they dump paint on a canvas in a very orderly fashion and then they drag, you know, those little ball chains through it that you'd like pull a lamp cord, you know, that kind of chain. And then they like Mm -hmm, drag mm -hmm, it through the mm -hmm. paint and it makes like feathers or leaves or whatever they want. So I've been doing that. I've also been watching Japanese people clean um, vintage designer shoes, like a Chanel flat. And they show the whole process of scrubbing it clean and then like repainting parts of it. And um, that's been really soothing as well.
0: <laughs> Interesting. I haven't been watching anything like that. I did watch... Did you watch Lady Macbeth? Not yet. A movie everyone told me to watch. Um... And I'll just give my review, which is that I don't think it's a very great movie, but I think that uh, she,
1: Florence Pugh, Florence
0: Pugh is incredible in it, um, and it just would have been.
1: Is Michael Fassbender Macbeth?
0: No, no, it has nothing to do with Macbeth.
1: Oh, did he do a version of Macbeth?
0: Yes, he did with uh that French actress, that who French broke up actress. the. Who broke up the relationship of Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie. Oh,
1: oh, Marion Cotillard. Yes,
0: yes. Um, that movie which, where they're uh, in
1: the war or whatever and spying and I don't know what, they have sex in a car during a sandstorm and it was very
0: good. Uh-huh. Oh, did you like that movie? I thought it was okay. Where they were spies and isn't it that then she might be a double spy and he has to kill her? Yeah. And he does.
1: Well, so it's all very sad. <laughs> It's all very tragic. I don't remember the plot. I do remember it being sad, sad.
0: <laughs> okay. I probably won't watch it. I did watch Lady Macbeth. I just, I think the thing that my takeaway from the movie was, and it came out at that time of a lot of like mushroom poison movies, like Phantom Thread and The Beguiled. And mm. it's a fine kind of period piece, but the, and maybe the point was that everyone is really basic and we should just focus on this interesting, um, uh, terrifying woman Mm -hmm. but uh it just would have been interesting to me if ever if all of the other characters could have been as interesting as she was because then it would have created stakes but instead you just kind of root for her to um do a lot of bad things well it's a very you know what if Madame Bovary really stepped into her power kind of movie? Did you ever read Madame Bovary?
1: I think. In Were you in um, psychological literature? Yeah. yeah.
0: We had to read Madame Bovary then. Yeah. Yeah, I liked that book. I thought it was funny.
1: I don't remember it. <laughs> I do remember reading it, and then like Miss Slaughter was sort of like bring in. A response to this book in whatever form yes, you want. Yes, honey. Yes, and honey. I, what
0: was your response? I
1: brought in a video of Sylvie Guillem doing um, oh, this Bejart yes. ballet called CC about this Austrian yes. um, Austrian rich woman, or
0: maybe this she was, was crazy who
1: loses her mind. Yeah. Right, right. It has right. literally nothing to do with anything. But I was. Did like, you get
0: an A? I'm
1: sure I did. Yeah, of course.
0: <laughs> I remember waking up and being like, oh, that things do." And I wrote a poem and I, uh, drew a little bit around the poem with some colored pencils and I got an eye.
1: Of course. <laughs> creativity, <laughs> darling.
0: Um, a creativity, honey. Uh, um,
1: last night I tried to watch, um, Infinity War, which is one of the Marvel movies that is a gap in my knowledge. And, um. They do too many jokes in those movies. I mean, the stakes are like truly the world will end, you guys. And they're making jokes constantly. It's strange. Wait,
0: what is, I think, because I think also somehow Jeremy and I have seen, ended up somehow seeing all the Marvel movies in this past month. What is Infinity War?
1: It's the one where Thanos, the big purple guy, gets introduced and he's trying to get all of the stones to fit into that glove. And oh, yeah. it, it will go on to another movie where there'll be more of that. But, um, and there's the Paul Bettany who's red and he has one in his head and they're trying to get out of his, out of his head. And,
0: and but doesn't Thanos get it?
1: He gets them all.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I saw that movie. I, honey, I thought you saw that.
1: I only saw the very end of it because I knew I was going to go be seeing the uh, the follow up. So I just saw oh. that. I was like, I can't watch this. But then I, oh, yeah. last night I felt compelled. And then about. A third or half of the way through, um, the Netflix went kaput, and I, I stopped. I went to bed. <laughs> I watched a chain paint. I watched chain painting. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's really... I don't... Infinity War isn't really... I don't know. I I thought you were... To, briefly, my mind skipped to the X-Men movies... Because I had a gap in the X-Men movies, which is the one pre-Dark Phoenix where she steps into her power Mm. to blow up also a Thanos-like character who is this... uh, True or false? The Egyptian god that Ugh. was buried forever ago.
1: Yes, played by Oscar Isaac. I remember. I remember. Oscar
0: Isaac is playing that. Yes. Yeah, it's so much CGI. It's like, can he just do the voice? Um,
1: these movies are um, all literal cartoons. Last night on a movie channel. God, Oscar one,
0: Isaac must be so rich.
1: The one. Oh, because Star Wars and X Men. Can you imagine? Yeah. But there imagine? was a Hobbit. The last of the Hobbit movies was on, and I was. Oh like, yeah,
0: Jeremy had that on. I'm
1: like this is a video game. Like, you can actually see where, like, the practical floor of the, set, of the set ends, which they only bother to build about, like, ten square feet of whatever it is, and the rest is just a, a video game. It's all a video game. You
0: know I auditioned for those, right?
1: I'm really sorry, Jack, because your whole life would be different.
0: It would be... I can tell you that my choir would be absolutely different if I had been... Yeah. I, I auditioned for the two lesser queens. Um... And my first audition was I went into a green room, completely green, and there (laughs) were different X's on it. And I had to do these different scenes. And the one that I was like, I'm not going to get this, was I had to do the thing where a spider's coming to eat the character. And I had to hold something, I had to hold like, you know, a flashlight and pretend it was a torch and scream at the spider that, ugh. And I was like, look, honey, I'm a performance artist, but this is just, this one's a rough one for me. I don't think I'm going to get it.
1: you too related to Elijah Wood, and it, you weren't There was only,
0: to, you couldn't be his for, brother, you know? No, only room for one blue-eyed fag in that film. I have a question. And uh, How yeah.
1: come there hasn't been a movie where Naomi Watts and, and Nicole Kidman are sisters?
0: Can't, truly. Why? I mean, and they're friends.
1: They're in this movie from long ago called Flirting that Peter Jackson directed about, you know, Australian high schoolers. Um, and Tandy mm-hmm. Newton is in it. It's a great movie.
0: Yes, yes. And Nicole's hair looks incre- like it just looks like she's stuck her finger in an electric socket. She's, she's, it is,
1: t- t- she's you know, 18. If.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, it's before she was like, I'm going to really relax this. And it's a different thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: She doesn't ever show her real hair in movies and she became famous. It's all wigs.
0: Right. I love that. So that is her real hair, though. I'm sure. And Naomi Watts is in it. You know, Naomi Watts also is in this incredible, like, Children of the Corn Five and I think that was what really kind of—that was one of her first American features. I was shocked to learn. Highly recommend. Shocked
1: to learn she's only been nominated for two Oscars. I thought nominated for everything.
0: She is really good, but honey, the, she's unfortunately hasn't been in particularly great vehicles. For I
1: wonder her. if that's because she got married to Liv Schreiber and had kids with
0: him. She was just like, I'm a
1: housewife now. I love
0: that you called Leev Liv. Like that's just. Liv Lev Schreiber it's it's really like Lev Tyler and Liv Schreiber. Yeah. Um Liv Tyler looks so good in that Lord of the Rings what have you which I've never been able to watch those movies. I find them utterly tedious, but they are the precursor to Game of Thrones. They look exactly the same. Yeah. And Jeremy might be right that they're the beginning of those kinds of films and But I want to bring attention to Peter Jackson's best film, which is called Beautiful Creatures. Oh,
1: my. Maybe Peter Jackson didn't direct flirting, and I'm confusing it with Beautiful Creatures. Beautiful Creatures. Iconic. So iconic. What happened to that other actress?
0: You know what I mean? She is in this Cinderella remake with Drew Barrymore as one of the Wicked Stepsisters who has a change of heart and actually helps her. And outside of that, I couldn't tell you.
1: Okay. Well... It's certainly but it is incredible K-win's that I can even pull that up. Huge fame. Huge fame.
0: Oh, my God. When she looks at her and she goes, all the best people have diseases. <laughs> I mean, it's really it, beautiful creatures. If you haven't watched it in a long time, I highly recommend. It was intensely formative for me. Uh, in the Did you
1: watch, speaking of powerful female friendships that could lead to murder, um, My Brilliant Friend this week?
0: I haven't seen the newest episode. Because Jeremy was not in the mood. I was like, "Can we watch my the new my brilliant friend?" And he's like, "I just can't."
1: Oh, it's always devastating, no matter what. But I mean, the only the only there's only one flaw with that show, which is wigs. Wigs. It's the only flaw. Just Leela's wigs. I'm like, you guys, it has to look like it's just has to look like hair. It can't look like that.
0: My you know? problem for her. My problem for. uh the show is the blue screen when or the green screen when they're in a car I I just I don't believe that it's a choice they've made like oh really it feels intentional it's so weird it's so in a different genre to me that
1: oh Jack yeah my my phone might die in a second so I'm Let's take a little pause or should we just go to the episode?
0: Well, I, th- I think we should wrap it up. We, I, we've we've talked. I'll we'll watch My Brilliant Friend. We'll get to talk about it. Ladies and another. please tune in to YouTube this coming Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, which is now where, where we're going to be because we're going to start having guests mm-hmm. and interfacing a little more. We're dialing it up. Um, tune into YouTube there and we'll catch up about this newest episode of My Brilliant Friend. In the meantime... Uh if you're looking to watch some dance, just go to my website and look at that.
1: Also watched the Paris Opera Ballet, Midsummer Night's Dream. It was lovely. Oh, yeah. Christian Lacroix versions of the Karinska costumes yeah. and all the dancers are lovely. I and did see that. that it was, was I had a nice experience. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's a nice experience. Um, all right. Well, uh, ladies mm-hmm. and we love you, and maybe we will see you uh in the chat bubble next to us talking at um on YouTube, at Tuesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time.
1: Enjoy the rest of Linda Murray, the icon.
0: The true icon who truly got me through last week. And I'm looking forward to listening to the second half to get me through this coming week. All right. We love we you. you. Bye.
1: do you have a sense of how many people were applying for this job? Cause I can't, there can't be a lot of people who are qualified
2: for this job in who are alive. <laughs> well, I think what, <laughs> there, there's lots of them, trust me. Um, I think what the library looks for changes all the time. And the thing, the thing about the library is it's a large institution and the dance division is only one part of it. And so to, to get a job, as the head of a division in in any part of the library, you also then have to meet, you know, heads of other departments who have completely different agendas and, and things that they need to get done. So there's the, the very particular things that were important to the staff of the dance division that they were looking for in their new curator. And then there were sort of broader things that different parts of the library were looking for. And I I in no, I in no way met all of those criteria, but somehow I was able to thread enough of the needle that I got through.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Most of the thread got
0: through the hole. But, you know. Wow! Yeah. And so then you so you've and you've only been in New York for four years.
2: Yeah, I started on my first day as curator was November fifteenth, two thousand and fifteen.
1: Yeah. Who, who, who called to tell you you got the job?
2: Uh it was somebody in HR. Yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> it's it. uh, and the thing—the thing with the library—that is always true. is from the minute they tell you that you have the job, you're working. Like it was—it was like wow. another. Yeah, because they had to do a background check on me and. The library had hired some firm to do all the background checks of private my-
0: investigators <laughs> who you who you quickly were like darting around corners in like black trench coats and switching into yeah. a different coat when you walked into a restaurant. Uh, I mean- Wait.
1: So you just got a call from HR of someone being like, is this Linda Murray? It looks like you got a job, a job, which is, wait, let me find it, head
0: of the dance division. Hang
2: on, pretty I'm pulling up
0: your file. Can you,
2: uh, what's your birth date again?
0: Phone number I can reach you back at? Okay. Oh, it looks like you're going to be the head of the dance division. Uh, all right. Well, you begin tomorrow at 8 a.m. and um, Have a good day. Have a good <laughs> click.
2: That was it. Yeah, that was pretty much it. <laughs> (laughs) But but then because of the five hour difference, they were finding it really hard, which fits into your spy theory. They were finding it really hard to confirm that I was who I was and that I had you know I had the yeah. So they kept everyone
0: thinks you're a spy, Linda.
2: They kept kept sending me these emails and leaving me these phone calls saying we can't reach your university in in Dublin or we can't reach your Uh, university in court, and I, I would be like, well, what time did you call them? And they would be like. 1 p.m. and I'm like, yeah, that's six o'clock in Ireland. They've all gone home. Like Irish people are out the door of their offices at 5 p.m. Like, right, right. So yeah, it took it took. You could be, and you're like, well, I can
0: give you the numbers of the pubs, (laughs) and you can try and call them, and uh, they can do a call out to see if they're available. They
1: really made an effort for you because they didn't. They could have just crossed you off the list because you know, too challenging,
2: (laughs) too challenging. Well, I have to say Jackie Davis, who was the executive director at the time, when she decides she wants something, she gets it. And she had decided yes. she wanted me as yes. dance curator. So yeah, she put her her heeled foot down and was like, kill you her.
0: Imagine like Linda comes in with these interviews, they're interviewing other people and Linda's there and you're like, um, it's her. It's her. Figure it out. <laughs> like if I was any if I was working there, like if Linda applied for anything, I'd be like, It's her. There's not a yeah. question. She wins. Like so. she's actually Going to get things done.
1: Um, oh,
0: <laughs> wow, she's the so, one
1: where they can like have a bronze statue of her that will eventually be out the front door. You know, oh my God, she's absolutely,
0: one. it literally is. If there is a statue at at uh, the Performing Arts Library. Yeah, and, right uh, next and I, to the Calder statue, it'll be yeah.
1: Linda. Just... It will be
0: Linda Murray, the patron oh, saint. Apps no, it's true. Yes, that, yes. No, that we'll, actually, we'll see. If... Reed and I will make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> Reed and I are industrious, and actually,
1: do it'll it'll be Linda sitting on top of the Henry Moore in the in the water feature,
0: just sort of looking looking at the library. <laughs> That'd be I like, incredible. I
2: like, I like that idea. I love That's that better.
0: Sitting in a fourth position in one of her. I Iconic dresses. Um, so, uh, and it'll be called Linda's World. So, um, uh, wait. So you move, and then where? Where do you? Did you? Is the apartment you're in the apartment you got as soon as you got here?
2: Yeah. It and was where in, is that? That's in Long Island City. And again, it was like at the time. I he's since gone, but I had a seventy five pound dog uh, called oh. Elvis, and he was really old and arthritic, and he couldn't take stairs anymore, and. So I was in this, I was in this, I had one day to find an apartment in New York. (laughs) I (laughs) foolishly- HR
0: hangs up the phone, see you tomorrow at eight, better have an apartment, bye. Bye.
2: That's that is essentially what they did to me. I had to come, I, I had to I had to come up on the day of the yep. New York marathon. So I couldn't even Incredible. get around the city. So I'm I'm going around New York City looking at these apartments, and the minute I mentioned my dog and his weight, they're just like, mm-mm. And so I'm I'm looking at walk-ups and I'm looking at apartments for 35 pounds is the limit. And the last apartment I saw was in Long Island City, and it was the first apartment that had an elevator. And when I said it's weight, they were like, yeah, that's fine. So I was like, okay, wow. just g- give me the lease. Um, and I had no idea whether it was in a good neighborhood or not. Uh, but I'm really glad. I like it a lot. It's For me, um, the big transition within New York that I never experienced, even though I've lived in lots of other big cities um, like Paris and things like that, is I- I've never known a city where the noise doesn't stop. And I, as, as somebody who grew up in a country, even though I grew up in Dublin, which is a city, Dublin is surrounded by sea and mountains and countryside. So it's very, it's very easy to be alone and be in nature in any part of Ireland. Um, And, you know, I spent large sections of my childhood just sitting in trees, reading books and things like that. So, the thing about New York that I found, I didn't quite process it for the first few months. And then I was wondering why I was always on edge. It's like, oh, I'm never alone. And there's always noise. Why is there always noise? Um, so what yeah. I like what I like about Long Island City is you come out of the subway. And even though it's still New York and it's still noisy, the energy hum of Manhattan is the other side of the river. And you yeah. can sort of feel a little disconnection. from How close are you it. to
0: the Pulaski Bridge?
2: I'm pretty close actually, yeah. Because
0: a... the chocolate factory, or what, I mean, it's near <laughs> That's my in transition. Neighborhood. Well, that is a mere like 20, 25 minute walk to my apartment. Oh, so, so, when is, neighbors. so when this is, when this is all, when this is all done, will be, you, you will be coming over, I will be coming <laughs> over. Um, and then in terms of my upstate residence, uh, it's very quiet up here, so well, we, that's that's also a, another thing. You can come up yeah. here and read.
1: <gasps> yeah, and Linda, if, if you were to come up and go swimming in the pool, what would you wear? Is the question.
2: Oh, well, that's I'd that's have to, cool. I'd ha- I'd have to wear the Reed and Harriet swimsuit. Oh, that's thank you. That's on sale for thank seventy-five dollars right now. Right, <laughs> the
0: Bella. <laughs> and she knows. My God, <laughs> my God, we just talked about this last. Two nights ago or whenever read and I she talk. She can head on up Instagram a whole dance mod.
1: division and she has time
0: to know Instagram. It's amazing. <laughs> it's, it's incredible. And to Linda, do you do the, you do the
1: Jerome Robbins it. Dance Division Instagram? Are you the Instagram doer?
2: It kind of varies. At, um, at the mo. like the library goes through fits of allowing us to have our individual Instagram accounts. At the moment, they're sort of pushing for more centralized ones. But yeah, I definitely keep an eye on the Jerome Robbins Dance Division Instagram. Well.
0: <laughs> Whenever, when I started to be mentioned on the Jerome Robbins Dance Division Instagram account, I felt famous. I will say. Phoenix. I really did. I really, really. felt, I, I felt really excited. And it was also this thing of, I also was so. I was very touched when Reed, because it was Reed who first said, "Oh, you should get in touch with Linda Murray, and you should get your works to her." And da da da. I was like, "They're not going to want these works." Yes, we are. And it really, it really shifted, not only, and then working with you for a year shifted my perception so greatly of what was available and not only available, but what was being sought, what, and it felt very much what you and the librarians there are trying to do of making sure that the archive continues to grow, that it doesn't stay um, like a mosquito in amber. Yeah. And that is a huge testament to you and the librarians there. The, the way of being able to talk through um, modalities, theory, politics, in the form of dance it is incredible. And I really, the admiration I have for you and the librarians there is huge.
2: Well, it's they so do. huge. They do all the work. I mean, you know this. Like, the work is always done by the the staff. I just get to swan around and take a lot of credit for the things that they do. Mm, I don't know, Linda. (laughs) I I saw
0: you after you had to, like, get off of a flight from Milwaukee. Like, you had done, like, a day trip to, like, go and get an archive in Milwaukee, come back, unpack it. And I was like, how are you? you're like, I'm all right. And I was like, well, you look. (laughs) Like... You've been working hard. And you're like, well, I did have to get on a flight and go to Milwaukee and pick up this stuff and then get on a flight and come back and we're unpacking it and da-da-da. You work hard. All of the librarians there work really hard and in conditions that, as Jeremy brought up in the... the Jeremy certainly in, like, the mm-hmm. film for Nowhere Apparent that he did that are that have so much bureaucracy inside them as well that yeah. are, is incredibly difficult.
2: Yeah. The
0: conditions are not that you have to work in are not um, seamless and uh, and a kind of one to one ease.
2: Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, that is true.
0: And I That's think mean, there having, is something really Oh, I was just going to say having done these fellowships that Jack
1: and I have now done at the library it's like really illuminated how incredibly challenging the job you do is and all the librarians and the fact that they all seem to love and respect you must mean that you know you're you're doing something. <laughs>
2: They're they're very forgiving people, <laughs> and they're all <laughs>
1: librarians are very patient. They are librarians
0: are patient, but at the same time, I will also say the librarians have the tea. Oh the yeah, and when it comes <laughs> when it comes to like people in the dance world, all people in the dance world, yeah. the librarians know them and they have their number. Oh and yeah, they they have their own uh, score of the reality yeah of it as well, which is really which is also really exciting because there's also this sense of um uh, of truth prevailing and uh both h- historically um personally and artistically and uh that feels that feels so special to the to the division and um and also it's and in doing in working this past year. I the the to, the experiences that I've had with you the experience I had with you and Cassie mm-hmm. of just Cassie's losing so my special. mind going through this listening to these men who are mm-hmm. dead who I wish I could speak to and mm-hmm. sobbing on the up there and you both being so not only supportive but emotionally available helping helping in every which way to direct it's just it's an incredible division, and I'm so I'm curious now in this in the the chaos that we're in of of another um, political oversight disease nightmare.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, what is what's going on with the division right now during COVID?
2: So we're um, we're working virtually. Uh, so the staff are all working full time, and we're trying to keep as many of our services going remotely. Um, so there's still virtual reference available. Um, we're bringing out a new form starting next week so that people can book special hours with the librarian and we'll call you on Google Hangout or whatever device you want. Um, so We can chat to you and see you. Um, we actually launched the fellowship again uh, yesterday. So the theme this year is Dance and Immigration, uh, so that's open for applications. And uh, we've figured out a way to run it virtually if we have to. So we're still... Ladies,
0: gentlemen, another, I cannot encourage <laughs> you enough to apply for a fellowship. It was... Uh, well, the archive I was working with was emotionally painful. So that <laughs> was, it was so exhausting from day one. And I was really ready for it to be over as soon as I began. Um, but for Reed, I think it's, it was... It's
1: not, an, it's, it's not an easy... It is not easy fellowship and and it does involve a kind of like work that you don't initially understand how challenging it is to excavate Mm -hmm. the library and that's what that's why you end up with like this huge respect for the librarians and institution because you realize that these protecting these and archiving these materials is a monumental job and also um i don't know i i didn't anticipate uh, I guess I was also nervous about having to give a lecture, which is something I'm, I'm unaccustomed to, but it, it was a lot of work, but it was very rewarding. I
0: can't end. recommend people do it enough. Like it was, it was um, uh, I think working in an, in an archival setting is different from regular academia. Yeah. And, and it's uh, unless you're, because it's a, it's a focused period of a thesis. Yeah. So it and that for me is, uh, I'm not I'm not in that kind of zone in my teaching career mm-hmm. like that at this point. Um, there will be things where I'll want maybe go and research them if I'm proposing a new course. But um, so I do really encourage people to apply. So this is on dance and immigration. And I,
1: yeah, and um, go ahead. Oh me. no, no, I was just gonna say like. I think the information that I took away from that project at the library will end up being the bulk of what I end up doing and teaching in the future. I think it really will be the basis upon which everything else happens for me as an instructor moving forward.
0: And, and I, wouldn't have, I wouldn't have known that without my time at the library. And I, as someone who teaches about AIDS and the National Endowment of the Arts uh, breaking apart during it and and that time spending, I hadn't, I didn't understand fully uh, the impact that it specifically had with dance, specifically Mm. around the body and specifically around homophobia in that setting. And... um, and how much how much later dance was to come into action? Yeah, because of people who were running
2: yeah
0: the who were who were not only running these companies but also running them while watching their funding dry up.
2: Yeah,
0: and watching the funding dry up in a climate that's becoming that was becoming more and more conservative again, right. and just feeling filled with terror.
2: And we're, um, we're, yeah, and we're going to have it happen again with. With COVID, because this is going to yes. impact dance in a way that it's not going to impact the rest of the arts, because our art form is about proximity and intimacy yeah. and touching and physical connection. So even the the when you get down to the essence of the creation of the art, it's the same things that ran through the AIDS crisis in terms of fear and um, uncertainty and um, isolation. And I said- yeah. And I saw
0: this to read earlier. You know, during the AIDS crisis, there were the the act up and had that the poster of uh, Ronald Reagan, where it mm-hmm. said he kills me. And I've seen, and people have remade that poster now with Trump, of yeah. it of 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 the same thing happening of that, of of also who is and and then who's being taken care of medically. I mean, again, yeah. we're also coming into a thing around class warfare.
2: Mm-hmm
0: and certainly in terms of covid what's ha- happening racially. Yeah. Um so it's it is going to be another big uh big uh canyon.
2: Well, and, tra- in, tra- and trauma dance. yeah, and trauma lives in the body anyway. So yeah. it 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 um in excavating the aftermath of this dance will palpably articulate it in a way that other art forms cannot so it's true yeah it, it it's very hard to watch our community go through this right now um
0: what has it been like for for you as someone who i feel people i certainly have turned to you as a north star and i'm sure other people are turning to you asking for Advice support or etc how has it been for you
2: i'm well the the it's wonderful when people reach out because i I think the thing uh, we worry about most in the division is not knowing how everybody's doing, so we want to hear from people because as much as we're about um, being a library and an archive and obviously that is what we are we're also a community space for a convening center so and still finding ways for us to convene allowing um, the community to connect to us is still very important to me so we're we're delighted when people reach out to us and I encourage people to reach out to us and you know the librarians and I have spoken a lot about how reference can also just be a point of human connection and just a, a moment of checking in and that's as important a service to provide right now as answering somebody's specific dance query, um, and then I'll, the other thing I'm trying to do a lot of is, you know, you experienced this very deeply um, with the AIDS Legacy Project, Jack, that there, there was such an absence of information there, that there was so much that was there was so much that was missing. Um, and yes, the division took steps and tried to do those oral histories, but it, it was, you know, it was an avalanche of, of information and personal stories and histories that was just falling off the face of the earth, and we weren't able to scoop it all up. And I'm really concerned that we're going to lose this moment in history as well. Um, so trying to talk to argus about any documentation they're doing in this time, however frivolous it may seem to make sure that they're holding on to that information and backing it up in some way, because I will come along and I will take it and I will put it into the archive and I will make sure that it's there hundreds of years from now, because this will be a moment that we have to unpack for multiple generations. Um, so just trying to, it's, it's hard. It's hard when you're isolated and your whole world is falling apart to then start thinking through you know, I better make sure that I save that file that I made today. But those are the actions that are going to be the difference in the story getting told. So just trying to make sure that people know how to do that. If they don't know how to do that, and they want to do that, that they contact us and we'll talk them through the process.
0: Well, and off of that, Linda, I feel like that's actually the very thing that could inspire someone to keep want to keep going at all. I mm-hmm. mean, as Reed and I have recorded earlier before talking with you so much of what we discussed was this sort of it's hard to not feel that malaise and that, um, Mm -hmm. especially when you feel, and this was so true with, with AIDS, though, those who were able to resist and also those who felt so exhausted and overwhelmed by a, by a power, Mm -hmm. which was the, this supposed federal government, um, doing something so uh, on Inhumane. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it just it goes beyond this such a it goes into such a, a surreality mm-hmm. uh, that it, it becomes a thing of how do I how how to go forward and something that I think is so something that I have found sustaining as a teacher is knowing that what I'm giving them is for them to go beyond me. That's the whole point is that I'm going to help them. Mm-hmm. because they will hopefully last longer than me yeah. and that it has to be passed forward. And I feel that your job in the library that I have so much respect for is this archive that can live, can grow and be there mm-hmm. for in the future. Mm.
2: And well, that's no, go ahead, yeah. Linda. Go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. Me.
0: Well, I was just thinking,
1: especially in watching Jack and Jeremy go through with the oral history project and the oral history fellowships, um, Wait, this year, was it all oral histories or was it just, what was the the broader topic?
2: So the broader topic this past cycle was actually the dance division itself. Oh, that's right. Celebrating. Yeah. Yeah. So each of the former curators had picked a collection that they felt was Mm. particularly important in the story of dance. So Madeline Nichols, who was the curator when the AIDS crisis broke out, she she watched the community being ravaged in real time Mm -hmm. for her, those oral histories were everything
1: and Um, and in watching Jack and Jeremy deal with something called an oral history which I don't think I didn't really understand until they started coming home in tears and and I started to get like a a bigger
2: welcome to the library (laughs) sense of what this was about
1: it gave I think it gave Jack and I like a kind of different sense of purpose in this podcast because it is silly and we do have fun, but now after a few years of doing it and amassing all of these sound bites with people of of importance for now in dance, mm-hmm. it's starting, you know, there are days where you're like, well, why does it have to happen every week? Why do we have to do mm-hmm. it again during this pandemic? And And I think the work that we did with you makes me, it makes it easier to go on and to continue just making something every week so that there's... A sense of continuity
0: once it's all over.
2: Mm-hmm. It's really lovely to hear.
0: It uh, well, Linda, you inspire us. I mean, even and and I feel like keep going back on it because it literally is going to be in this episode, which <laughs> starts with me and Reed being like, "Why are we doing this?" And, then, and, to, and to have, Because Reed and I are. Because also, I think it's to be totally transparent. It's devastating. Yeah. It's depressing. Yeah. It's sad and it's horrifying. And I'm filled with. Rage yeah, at, at this completely inept, evil, evil, twisted government. And so um, that feels like I'm still living in some sort of fiefdom where the kings and queens are like, La lo, la loo, lo, I have my cake and I'm okay. You know, while well, other people are like, I need to work, you know? And then you have these terrifying people like being like, no, I don't care if I get sick, I've got to work. And and an artist being like, um, am I just going to die? So it's, I, I think that, and those waves hit and they hit in a really huge way. And so to even just to hear you in this, in this be like, you know, no matter, no matter what the sound bites are, I'm collecting them all because they will be the things that we have in the future for it. Mm-hmm. And that was really true as I went through the the AIDS oral history things. I mean, there were these, there were things that we didn't use for time's sake, but that really gave me a sense of um, what it is to live. Yeah. It's been hard. I mean, in this, it's been awful, even thinking of the kind of, uh, I can already re- read the backs of the books of, some really stupid books that are going to be written about this time. Like you can kind of already feel it happening, like Mm -hmm. how people coped and how people didn't cope. And um, that doesn't tell me how people continue to live no matter what, you know? And I think that is a place where history can be a great self. Martha's life was something that has continually helped me. Yeah. She, she, the idea she is an incredible person to look at of what success means or doesn't mean. <laughs> she didn't have security. Yeah. She all she wanted to do was dance and then her board stops her from doing that. She yeah. battles alcoholism. It's like, you know, but but yet she makes a change for people.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, she's iconic. I mean she's everything. She is iconic
0: <laughs> like you, Linda. <laughs> no. Oh yeah,
2: me and Martha Graham side by side. <laughs> I
0: prefer to go your way, quite frankly. I would I I would prefer that. But um I think there will be something interesting in terms of what you're collecting. Have choreographers and dancers reached out of like I'm making this sort of material that is Online, or I want to have a virtual viewing of my work in some sort of conversation, yeah,
2: we're definitely having those conversations, and then I think, um, I've also just been having conversations with choreographers who aren't even thinking through the archival part of it yet, but they're just reaching out for advice on how 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 they can be creative online, how they can play online and make work online, and then I'm as. <laughs> I like swoop in with my and make sure you archive it too after we have the conversation about what might be possible. I, 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 I quote this all the time. So there'll be, you know, anybody who's ever read anything I've written about dance archiving will know that I quote this. Um, there's an archival theorist called Terry Cook who famously said, we are what we keep. And that's always my mantra when I look at the archive, when I look at the collection and when I'm considering what has to come in next The idea is that, you know, the story of humanity gets told by the things that we place value on and choose to leave behind for the next generation. So we can either give over history to those who are in power and allow them to place their version of events into our cultural institutions, or we can take that power for ourselves and we can put alternate narratives in there and I feel that if a dance division doesn't provide that alternative, you know, rendering of our history, then who will, Is our community is, we are the, the, the physicalization, the epitome of telling, we're truth tellers. And yeah, I, I just feel very strongly that this is a moment where the community needs to tell its story, tell it vociferously, tell it boldly. And then my job is to make a place for that story to live.
0: Oh, Linda. <laughs> I know, Linda. Well, we really, I have things we were I'll were be so sending s- you. We <laughs> were sick of ourselves
1: <laughs> and not wanting to do this two hours ago. And now it all seems like more
0: bearable somehow. Well, because it's going to be a let's do it for Linda. I swear no. to God, if I if, if there's something to help me get up yeah. in the morning, it's going to be I'm going to do this for Linda. Yeah, we're going to no. do
1: it for you, Linda. <laughs> Well, I
0: mean teaching is one thing. teaching makes sense. my efficacy is clear there. I have something to give because I'm old and I you can are help not old. No. These, i can help <laughs> I can help these kids with some knowledge around some things that they don't have yet and mm-hmm. then uh not content wise I'm really into them creating that, mm-hmm. but formally, yeah. I've just seen some more some more um but in terms of this process and this long form art project that Reed and I have, I have to say, speaking with you today has been very, very inspiring and helpful. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. For sure. Thank and um, I just love you so much. I really do. I have nothing but utmost respect for you.
2: Well, and you, you know how much the two of you mean to me in com- like, I've had unique relationships with both of you. I know you together, but I also know you apart, um and you're both incredibly special people with very beautiful gifts. The
0: best conversations I've ever had on dance have not been on this podcast per se because <laughs> there's things that can't be said on this podcast just because <clears throat> but it's been on in phone calls with the two of you. Aww. It's the there are ways that you are both able and again it's this thing of that you can speak through the canon uh all all the way up to what's happening right now in ways that are so exciting to me uh and and always thought provoking and, and inspiring
1: i appreciate it too wait linda i have one more question for you
2: what <laughs> how,
1: how many dresses do you think you have
2: oh god i don't know <laughs> <laughs> I- I'm not even the fashionable one in my family. My two sisters are the clothes horses. Like my my father calls them the Amelda Marcuses of Ireland because they have so many <laughs> 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 Uh I don't know. I don't know is the honest answer. Okay. I, I, I I think didn't...
0: that that's in keeping with your um, spy persona. We don't. We'll never know. Uh-huh. We'll never know how many. Dresses. We'll never know. I mean. We, we Reed and I have definitely been like, I've never seen her in the same thing twice. No. Then but you, I, and this past year, this past year, Linda, I saw you a lot. I did. <laughs> oh. Among, every time I was in the library, I saw you and I was there a lot. And we,
1: <laughs> and we are going to really come to your house and film shook. in your closet for the dance we and are. stuff show.
2: I have my, I told you guys this. I have my everything is imaginable dress, which is, um. It's amazing. So, yeah, I, I, I mean, I think. Oh, I, I wasted my twenties not dressing um, the way I wanted to. I think in your twenties you're too much in your head, <laughs> and then and then I made a transition where I was just like, eh, I'm just gonna wear whatever I want. So I um, I love it's incredible. <laughs> it's a fantasy. It's a fantasy, <laughs> so- <laughs> and
0: it's it's always perfect. Yeah. When Reed exactly. and I were at the reception for the 75th anniversary, when we were standing in the lobby, you know, and you 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 came to you got up to speak. Reed and I, at the same time, in tandem, without looking at each other, just screamed, iconic. <laughs> like, <laughs> like like witches sharing the same brain. We both screamed iconic as you stepped up on that podium. I was just like, oh my God. And it is something. Another way that it's inspired me is the only big grant I've ever gotten was the FCA uh, and uh, and at that time, I was like, okay, I'll buy a uniform because my mind is too busy. I'll buy all black, <laughs> and I'm gonna spend like five hundred dollars to do it. Mm-hmm. And this past year, I've been like, I have got to get better clothes. <laughs> Every time I would see you, I'd be like, I wear black bags and but, or like a midriff, and I need to, I I need to really step it up.
2: Well, I I
0: you inspire me in all ways, Linda, <laughs> content and form. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you can borrow my clothes anytime. Anytime. <laughs> and
0: that, I, I, when you have said that to me before, and it happened right now, I break into a slight sweat because I'm like, any day I now, will. Jack Actually. is going to start
1: appearing exclusively in like shin length
0: sheath dresses, and that's it. <laughs> it's. It, it seems imperfect. I just have to find the right shoes to wear. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's a real, like calling Melissa <laughs> getting some like black. I'll have to have Melissa make me my own black molded shoe. And mm-hmm. plastics. Um, Linda, we love you so much. Ladies gentlemen and other, please um, go to, is the fellowship open on NYPL right now?
2: Yeah, it is. And if anybody needs any help right now, uh, if you, as I said, if you just want to chat to a librarian because you're feeling lonely today, or if you have a dance question that you need to have answered, if you just write to dance at nypl.org, I promise we'll get back to you
0: oh my that god that is incredible oh my god jack do you know how to take a screenshot on your phone i am i'm gonna take one now it's so good um all right well ladies and gentlemen, other we love you so much um <laughs> and uh, as reed as, as reed loves to say we ladies and we love you so much or not um but uh those of you who we love you know who you are and those of you who you, we don't we don't care about yeah. you anymore. And join us and, on Tuesday um,
1: evenings on Instagram Live. Yes,
2: it's true. you guys are we're amazing Tuesday? on Instagram. Well, we Tuesday were pretty, pretty
0: dreary this past Tuesday, I have to say, but we're gonna try to pick it up. People really, people really loved it. Reed. I think, I think there's something that I, there's you know the grid of like different kind of people that you might be. And mm. lately I think we're functioning in lawless chaos. I did get a, a couple so,
1: texts from people saying they liked, um, they liked when I said that I was, my phone notified me that I'm now down to eight hours and 15 minutes of screen time,
0: average. <laughs> <laughs> and the other thing that came up on that, speaking of archives, was I began by talking about journal burning because oh. I burned all and of my Linda, journals from the time I was a child. Can you believe 28.
2: it? Well, if you look at Kirstine, uh Lincoln Christine's diaries in the library, you'll see that he wrote on the inside of all of them, burn this. Uh, but then he gave them to us. I'm like, why would you give them to us and have burn this on the inside? So clearly we did not burn I, them.
0: <laughs> I, because I got started learning Graham as a teenager and I would heard, you know, the famous story that she had burned mm-hmm. as a lot of her journals. I was after when Matthew Rogers and I broke up, I was like, I'm just going to get rid of everything.
2: Yeah. Just
0: start all over. Um, and I felt good, but I'll I will i will have one. I, I have ones that I'll I'm more than happy to give
2: you. Okay. Um, yeah.
0: if I was gonna give my journals <laughs> to anyone, I would give them to Linda. Linda, Murray. do you have any parting words for our for our audience?
2: No, just watch you guys on Instagram. Like I feel like you're the moodstone of the the dance <laughs> like the dance community right now. Like I feel like the shifting colors, you know, those nineties rings we all used to wear. I yeah. love
0: that. <laughs> mood we, stone. Are, we are a cloudy, cloudy darkness right now. <laughs> Read and, and I are the hypercolor moonstones, giving you fierce kids of the '90s, string cheese, silly putty, giving you a Lunchable moment. Even perhaps it's a Lunchable while listening to Annie Lennox.
2: I, but and, Annie um, Lennox, I'm with you, but I did not get to enjoy all of the wonderful American snack foods. Mm-hmm. I,
0: American that was for the best. Yeah,
2: that mm-hmm. was. It's probably for the best, Linda.
0: Yeah. It, it, it ended that's why you sick. look how you look. <laughs> Studying. Full stunning. All right. Well, Linda, we love you so much. Listeners, we love you. Rate, subscribe, um, review, watch us on YouTube. There's an In the Closet that's up for your amusement. And you know that Linda Murray will be, as soon as we're out of Quar, I will be stomping across the Pulaski Bridge with Jeremy. And I have my present for closet.
2: you.
0: Which is and in I'm, my I'm, closet. I'm, that you got me something to wear, I can't even begin. It's, it's like, it's made, it's made my choir. Well, and, uh, and, um, and happy
1: birthday, Merce, everybody. Oh yeah. Happy, oh yeah, birthday, happy birthday,
0: Merce. Oh, out. and Linda, what, when is, what, when is your birthday? What month and day?
2: I'm uh December 10th. I'm a Sagittarian. <gasps> Sagittarius. You're
0: like, read a Sag, someone who can do everything.
1: Oh yeah. She's one <laughs> Sagittarius, week is so, Sagittarius
0: is there, Sagittarius is someone who can do everything. Or as Norma Desmond says in uh, Sunset Boulevard Sagittarius I like Sagittarius you can trust them <laughs>
2: <laughs> except when they're spies
0: except well I'll I'll trust you always Linda I'll tr- I trust you with my life okay all right well we love oh, you, we love and you. And I look forward to speaking with you love soon love you too bye
2: bye, bye guys bye. love you